Hello everyone. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Everyday Black History. We'd like to welcome you all today, uh, hump day, October 6th. Man, this year is almost over. Can't believe we're in October already. Uh, but uh, we're, in, we're in the holiday season now. I mean, effectively, I mean, uh, October kind of starts holiday season when you think of Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. And so we're here. Another year almost gone. But it's hump day today, and I hope you all are having a great week. I hope you all are having a good month so far. I hope you all are having a great year. Whatever it is, I hope everything is going well. And if it isn't, I hope things get better real, real soon. But today on Everyday Black History, we're going um, to start doing things a little bit differently. Not in the format of, of, of our podcast, but just... We wanted to revisit some of our earlier episodes. I've been doing uh, Everyday Black History for for three and a half years now. I started in March 2018. And um, I just wanted to talk about black history and, and about people in our history who accomplished great things who many people don't know about. And so when I first started, I, you know, I just didn't really, you know, know what I was doing. I talked in a real low voice and so you know I mean the audio was okay but I didn't really like it especially after listening to it again like now I didn't really like didn't really like the way it sounds so I wanted to redo my older episodes you know just to talk with more and more more excitement because you know our history is exciting you know talking about you know black men and women of the diaspora who have done and accomplished some great things that are unknown to most people is an exciting thing. And so I just wanted to talk about that and reflect that excitement in the way I delivered the material. So um, we're going to, we're going to redo some of our older episodes and, um, and, and, and put them out there to people who might not have gone back that far um, while listening to the podcast. And if you have been with us since the beginning, then, you know, great. Thank you. I love you. But I just wanted to read, we we do these episodes for those who uh, might have just started listening and haven't gone back that far. So today, today we're going to highlight um, a woman by the name of Sarah Boone. And uh, Sarah Boone was one of the first black women uh, to receive a patent. She was an inventor and she was also a dressmaker in the 1800s. She was born in 1832. And uh, she was awarded a patent for her improved ironing board. Now, just want to say this because whenever I talk about, you know, uh, black men and women who invented things that were around for a long time, people are always quick to say, oh, that was invented already. But, you know, she received a patent for an improvement on the already existing ironing board. And there is a patent application to prove it. You know, and I'm only saying this because I've had back and forth with people who, you know, would say, you know, some people get triggered by, they get triggered by black excellence. So they feel the need to try and come and, and correct and say, oh, she didn't invent the ironing board. She invented, um, she got patent a patent for an improved ironing board. Hers was different than what already existed at the time. But uh, she was a dressmaker who made her name by inventing the modern day ironing board. And uh, in her patent application, she wrote that the purpose of her invention 
was to produce a cheap, simple, convenient, and highly effective device, particularly adapted to be used in ironing the sleeves and bodies of ladies' garments. Uh, with, the, with, its, with its approval in 1892, she became one of the first black women to be awarded a patent. You know, I mean, that's, that's huge because this is during the time she was born into slavery. And this is during the time of Jim Crow. You know, black men and women, you know, weren't supposed to be that, you know, they weren't supposed to show that kind of ingenuity. <laughs> and the fact that, you know, she did and, and invented something that is still being used today receive the patent for an improvement on something that's still being used today. Her model is still being used today. That's something huge and that's something that deserves to be highlighted. So she was born Sarah Marshall near the town of New Bern in uh, Craven County, North Carolina in 1832. Now she was the daughter of enslaved parents. She was born in slavery, but she did earn her freedom at some point in her life when she got married to a man by the name of James Boone, who was a free black man. And they went on to have eight children together. Wow. So um, she utilized a network that was tied to the Underground Railroad. And she and her husband uh, migrated to New Haven, Connecticut, uh, prior to the Civil War. They settled in um, the uh, um, a neighborhood. They settled in a black neighborhood um, near Dixwell Avenue, where... Uh, where uh, Sarah worked as a dressmaker and her husband was a bricklayer and he worked as a bricklayer until his death in the 1870s but uh, they were successful where they owned their own home which again is a big deal because uh, black Americans in this time not many of us owned property so they owned the home that they lived in now uh, during the time during this time it was also illegal for black Americans to to uh, read and write. And so she, Sarah, overcame that 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 uh, disadvantage in her late 40s um, when she learned how to read um, through her church, her, her uh, con congregational church, the Dixwell Congregational Church. And so what gave her the idea for her invention was that in Connecticut, she faced fierce competition when it came to making dresses. So in order to make her dresses more eye-catching to her customers, she uh, figured out, you know, how can I do this? She thought about how could she, how could she do this? So by the early 1890s, uh, she hit on something that was tailor-made for the corsets that were popular in the area. So uh, to that point, dressmakers were primarily ironing their clothes on a wooden plank that was placed across two chairs. Um, which was a method that was fine uh, for wide skirts for the wide skirts of the time, but was what wasn't well suited for the uh, for the for the contours of a of a tight fitted dress. So her solution to this was to create a narrower curved board that could slip into sleeves and allow for a garment to be shifted without getting wrinkled. And her invention also had padding, so that was to eliminate the impressions. That were produced by an ironing board and it was also collapsible so that it can be stored easily so when she applied for her patent she used her writing skills that she just gained by learning how to read and write later on in her life um, and she applied for a patent for her new and improved ironing board in 1891 
and she was awarded the patent on April 26, 1892, which made her one of the first black women, uh, or first uh, black Americans in, in, in general, one of the first black Americans in general to earn um, that distinction of having a patent and being known as an inventor. So as mentioned, just thinking about the fact that she created something that's still in wide use today. I mean, you know, most people have an iron and board in their house. And to think that a black woman, you know, invented an improved iron and board that, that's still used today, you know, um, that's amazing. And, you know, it's, it's things like this that I always say that I wish was taught in school when we were kids. Because just think about how knowing that, how that can affect you growing up, how it can, how it can affect you in such a positive way growing up, you know, that, you know, this, this black woman who was born a slave and didn't learn how to read and write until she was in her 40s was able to invent something, you know, use her ingenuity in the, the, field, the field of work that she was in and invent something to make her job easier, but that still was in wide use like a hundred years later, over a hundred years later. Now, uh, there is little evidence that she benefited from the commercialization of her invention. So we don't know if she got uh, rich off of it or, or anything like that. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, just the, just, just what that can do for you, just knowing that, you know, as a young, as a child growing up to know that, we were more than just slaves and, you know, there were more, there, there were plenty of us who were inventing things and creating things and, and, and that, that were, that was smarter than most of the people that were around us, you know? So, yeah, you know, just looking at her example, it just, she overcame so much, you know, in her life, uh, being born a slave and not being able to read and write but still managing to be successful enough to own a home, to own a business, being a dressmaker, and to invent something. Now, she died in uh, 1904, October 29th, and uh, she was buried alongside her mother and husband in New Haven's Evergreen Cemetery. So, um, as mentioned, her ironing board is recognized as the prototype for what became an indispensable household item over the following decades. So... Yeah, Sarah Boone, you know, we, we just wanted to, you know, cover her again because, you know, her invention is, you know, basically, you know, indispensable, as, as we just said. So, Sarah Boone, we wanted to thank you for your contribution to black history and black culture, and we salute you. And so, uh, we'll be doing more episodes like this where we'll be covering uh, some of the early um, highlights on everyday black history that we covered a few years back but we just wanted to do it a little differently and just do it the right way give them give them you know proper justice um by just showcasing them with more excitement you know because what they what they accomplished during some of the harshest times you know when slavery and jim crow was way more rampant and in your face the fact that they was able to um you know, create things and, and, and succeed is something that deserves to be highlighted. And Sarah Boone is one of those examples. So um, we'll definitely, that concludes this episode of Everyday Black History. And we'll be coming at you more this week with more black history and black culture. So stay tuned for the next episode.